Hi there, and welcome to JK We're Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am the magician master of this podcast. And what that means is I try my absolute best to terrify and just break the morale and, and create obstacles for my three players. And why do I do that? For fun! Because we enjoy it. <laughs> and who are those people who enjoy so much me terrorizing them? Well, let's meet them now. Hi, guys. This is Nadine Kuhn, and I play Cecily Marinator Spring, a pixie elf with wings who is currently pretending to be a descendant from Dante. Who that is and what's going on there and how that works out. Let's figure this out. Oh, and you still want to fly, right? Oh, that is a problem that she had <laughs> for so many episodes now. I think there are other things happening that are more yeah, important. But she did. <laughs> She did fly. She, yeah, but like consciously, if she happens to fly while she like also gets it, she would appreciate that, I think. <laughs> so we see at least some character development in Sassy. <laughs> Definitely. Well, not in Jasper, because hi guys, it's me again. Jasper <laughs> <laughs> Casper, who is a human wizard from the, you won't believe it, the non-magical world. Yeah. Whoa. And all that Jasper wants, I know, all that he wants is try and find a place to belong. And... I do say something after that. Oh, and I'm sure that we can help him. That's it. Spot <laughs> on. Perfect. Well, uh, hi there. I'm Sebastian Kinder, and I still play Eric Miller, a musician magician with a troubled past. Uh, still a lot of people not knowing who he is, not remembering who he is. We'll get to the point if we are going to survive whatever we are going to do there, because I'm sure nobody is going to remember a corpse. <laughs> so currently, the goal is just to live. <laughs> yeah i see i see the the optimism here guys i can feel it we can do this yeah we we can <laughs> great that's everybody you know since everybody today seems so uh focused on what's going on and i know we really should do some sort of um recappy uh check-in bonus episode again like we did about six months ago Maybe we can try to do that, but let's let's do it in a little mini version here today. I'm curious to know which of the mysteries that we have a lot going on in this world. We have very little resolved, but we have a lot of open mysteries, and maybe more of those are connected than we realize at this point. But there's many threads to kind of untangle here, and I'm interested to know which of these threads are you the most interested in finding out? But also maybe tell me which of these threads your character is the most interested in finding out. Maybe those aren't the same thing, or maybe they are the same thing, which is totally viable. You do play as your character. I understand you are very close to them. So uh, that's what I'm interested to know today. What do you think? So for me as a player, I think I still want to know where Flip is, even though I didn't hear from him from quite a, uh, for quite a while. You know, I'm still interested in what happened to him. Where is he? Even though now that this Dante guy appeared, this is a very, very interesting plot point. Mm -hmm. But for Cecily, I mean, that's obvious. It's still the altar. It's the furniture in the room. <laughs> I mean, what about that furniture? What about that altar? <laughs> what is happening there? For Cecily, everything is about the foundation stone. <laughs> <And> <laughs> the foundation stone and that altar. 
the furniture. Well, the, you know that the foundation stone goes in the altar. Yeah. That's one thing that you're sure <laughs> yes. of. So. so, yeah, that's her biggest mystery. The, <laughs> I love Getting that. the foundation stone, figuring out how to move that altar <laughs> and why it's not possible. Even so far away. <laughs> what was more intriguing, the furniture before or the altar afterwards? I think the furniture before, because I was still, I still picture someone secretly, like in disguise, holding it in place. <laughs> the greatest mystery of all. But now it's connected to the foundation stone. <laughs> foundation Well, for me, I mean, I think it's not a secret that this, what we are doing right now is quite getting really intense. And what, what triggered me was the fact that you remember when you, I mean, I as Jasper, I got to know from it from Cecily, but when you had like defensive Verständnis, you saw like this Dante or more like the, the, I call him father, that he had like something behind him with purple eyes, you know, or something. Oh no, when he was transitioning in the mirror, mm. something went purple. Right. He looked into the mirror and this mirror kind of almost disappeared and he saw a woman's face with purple eyes looking at him. Yes. And that's what I just connected with the dreams that some of us have. So for you, it's the, it's the dream thing. Well, I think they are in, in some way connecting, which I don't know at this moment, but try, I hope to find out soon. Unfortunately, there was a role when you had your last dream. Me, right? Yeah, that you, there was a role, but you didn't succeed the role, so you didn't get to control your dream the way that you could have. I remember. Uh, so you're still not sure what this is all about when you dream. There's kind of a voice with you, but it's kind of your voice. It's like the existential nothingness, but also not. Yeah, you haven't had much chance to explore that yet. Yeah, but I think also, I have to add that for Jasper, maybe in his weird own way, He's really interested in the whole perma-snow thing with Harris Trilba. Mm. I think that's something that he can sort of connect to from what he knows so far. Harris Trilba, a, a lonely child, as you've heard from... Uh, Someone. <laughs> uh, you, who did you ask about Harris Trilba? Louise Folivre. From, from Louise Folivre. You asked him and he told you he was a kind of a, a friendless, lonely, troubled kid. I think these two are quite present now. Ah, whew, difficult. Ah, uh, of course, there's still the the main mystery for Eric. Ah, uh, with all the main motivation for him to going on, like he still wants to know what exactly happened with his family, uh, and maybe didn't happen to his aunt because she seemingly remembers him still for sure. But that's just something in the background for the moment because the focus is somewhere else. So, what's actually the most interesting actual? Uh, folks like is the whole thing with the shadow realm creatures appearing more and more often in the material realm and material world and all them popping out breaking through defenses and now we have all those red crystals in shimmerheim appearing when something like that's connected mm -hmm. that's his, his main thing in the moment like what the hell is exactly going on there it seems all connected to each other and maybe all of that that's happening in Schimmerheim is connected to what's happening at uh, Neudrachenberg as well. So maybe so. I'll never tell. Or maybe I will, but you have to play really well then. <laughs> One million dollars. I'm sure you're sorry. Dollars. Perfect. <laughs> well, yeah, there's really, there's a lot to crack down on here and so many threads to pull at, but uh, you're in a good place to pull on some threads right now. And I can't wait to find out what's going to happen next. So... 
I don't want to wait any longer. Without much further ado, let's begin this next episode of JK. We are rolling. Last time on JK We're Rolling. We were hot on the trail of a couple of the Einheitsseeren heading to the hideout in Schimmerheim when they almost spotted us. But then I decided to try my new mind-reading spell to see if I could find out where they were going to. It was risky. But it worked. My spell was so powerful that I lost control and almost got lost in the memories of my target, a pixie elf named Dante. Turns out that Dante is a leader of a cult in his homeland. But more importantly than that, he has wings! Most terrible of all that, I saw that he killed a wizard while trying to find out where the key is. Whatever that means. Still, I was then able to lead Team Shieldless to the hideout. After a long debate of how to get past the guards of the door, we decided to buy some black clothes and infiltrate them by pretending I was a member of Dante's cultist Pixie Elf. We had some sticky moments, but we made it in, and now we are standing in the hallway of a vicious cult secret laboratory, without a plan and without an idea of what's ahead. This is it. This is the moment we've been all waiting for, the biggest mystery of them all, the most pivotal and crucial discovery, we will finally figure out how I'm gonna fly! So, there you are. You're standing in this dark hallway, but I say dark, but it is lit with light, specifically the red light of the crystals of Shimmerheim. You know that red light is what these crystals display when in the presence of deafness-based magic with copious amounts of magic from the Shadow Realm. And you can feel this. I won't even make you roll for it. You, you know what this magic feels like. You've all cast it. You've all channeled it through your bodies and out of your wands before. When you use potency-based magic, it feels firm and solid, like you can count on it, like it's there for you. And when you cast deafness-based magic, it feels turbulent, a little more wild, a little less controlled, a little more passionate, maybe. It's not that it's evil. It's that it's the opposite of whatever this material realm thing is. What is solid and controllable becomes chaotic. You feel that it hits you like a wall when you walk into this hallway. Now, before we left last time, I said that one of you begins to feel something very strange as you enter this building. Something strange comes over them. Jasper. Oh, dear. I'm going to ask you for three rolls. Roll bookishness first. These are all flat rolls. Um, I mean, you can use your stats, obviously, but uh, you're not using a specific ability. Got you. Bookishness. Well, that is a 14. Roll me potency. Oh, please. It's a 5. Roll deftness. A 6. Okay, so here's what I'll say. You step into this place, and you know that you've been here before. Ah, the villain. You recognize this hallway immediately. Your whole sense of this place is familiarity and excitement and comfort, actually. You know this place. You begin to feel pulls towards 
different areas in this building, an image almost flashes into your mind of what the layout of this building is because you know it so well, but you can't quite grasp it. Unfortunately, those rolls were too low. <laughs> One thing that you are definitely sure of, you've been here before, and although you don't get any sense of guidance, the further you go into this building, with each thing that you see, you become more and more aware of the fact that you know this place, like the back of your hand. Guys, we haven't here before, haven't we? Can someone help me up? Oh, Cecily, there you go. Yeah, sure. And no, we haven't. Why are you asking? I mean, this place is kind of familiar, isn't it? Not at all. Not even a tiny bit. That is, that is interesting. Um, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Were you here before? Oh, wait a minute. Guys, I really don't know. It almost feels like I, I've been here before. And then he looks to Miss Mulberry like kind of irritation on his own face. Um, Miss Mulberry? You turn around and you look at her and she's been holding this frowny smile with the wrinkled nose that you told her to hold on the hill the whole time. She never moved her face. And she didn't say anything when you were talking to her because she didn't think she would be helpful because of the way she sounds. And she's just like, ah. I think something happened to Meldo. Are you okay? You seem hurt. What? I'm just doing my... It's my intimidation face. I was helping us get in. I helped us get into the building. Yeah, I, but, was, but, I was instrumental but, in entering. But, yeah, but, but we are inside. Sassy punches her on the shoulder. Oh. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> and I didn't use my plus one. I felt like you did a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm strong. Miss Mulberry, have you, have you been here before? I do not know what this place is, no. I've never been here. Anyway, what do you suggest we should do now? Well, uh, we are in a hallway that leads in one direction, and we just talked our way in here, so I guess we're gonna walk forward, I mean. Well, if you've been here before, we follow your lead. Where you wanna go? Um, what makes you feel like this is the right thing to do other than just following that long hallway, which is obviously the way to go? Well, I can, I can try to, to guide us. Can I roll an investigation? Like a pure investigation on, like, I'm going forward now? Okay. You walk down this hallway with these red crystals that are built into the very walls of this place, and you come to a heavy metal door. This door is open. There's not much to do but to go through it, but if anybody wants to do something before you enter, speak now. I would like to um, cast Recken Verdecken. Can I roll for that? Yes, you can. Wow, then I never used that. Plus then. Uh, I knew that you were forgetting some of your pluses. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, you cast Reckon Fideken, and you do a very good job. And, uh, and it's silent. <laughs> and I have to. I have to think for a moment. Guys, with Reckon Fideken, I made it super still here. <laughs> um, nothing happens. You are fairly certain. There's no illusion magic directly where you're, you're standing or in this area around you. There's nothing invisible that's being hidden from you. There's this door, and that's what's there right now. Um, yeah. It's a safe area, guys. Super safe. We, we are still surrounded by red crystals, right? Yes. And they're glowing good enough to see without any light. Yeah. Just, you know, just keep swimming. Just keep slowly go forward. So you enter through this heavy metal door, and suddenly 
you are in a brightly lit hallway. Well-lit fluorescent lighting from the top. This is incongruous with the kind of magical floating lights. You know, when you're at school and there's sconces on the walls and floating lights, you know, this is the history of this place. This building that you're in now is for practical uses. This is a building of science. You walk in, there's, you know, grating on the floor. The walls are metal. Everything looks like it probably was... It probably was a very nice laboratory at one point, like high, high quality, but has fallen into disuse. It's not that it looks completely trashed, but a little bit of rust here and there. There's some growth on the walls, you know, some underground vines kind of coming into the building. So it's not like uh, it's not a a temple that's been forgotten for time, but it, it, you know, has fallen into some disuse. You enter the building, and directly across from you is clearly the entrance to the main chamber, and you do hear voices coming from this direction. There are uh, two doors down to the left of you on the wall that you're facing, two doors to the right of you on the wall that you're facing, and then a doorway on the hallway to your left on the back side and a hallway on the door to the back uh, on the wall the back to your right side so basically two doorways to the front one doorway to the back on both sides and this main chamber in front of you but at this point we don't see anyone you don't see anyone right now if you were to guess you would think that basically everybody here is in this main chamber right now you're like hearing voices and commotion here. Then maybe let's not go inside there. Cecily's walking towards that. I guess that's why we figure things out. And she like walks towards it. Cecily. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the viewers can't see that, but from the way that the two boys just reacted, they clearly stopped her. <laughs> yes, we do. That we wanted to figure it out. I mean, there are people in there. There's stuff going on there. Just 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 saying. We, we were lucky enough to get past the two at the door. We were lucky enough that worked. Oh, no, no, I would say we were skilled enough. Skilled enough. Okay, we were skilled enough to get past the two at the door, right, Jasper? You. You're right, we're skilled enough. You were skilled enough. This is a room filled with whoever all this group and cult of people is, and there's maybe even this Dante inside, I don't want to push any need for skill or luck from our side. Yes, maybe we should, maybe we should sneak, Cecily. We should sneak into that room with all of those people. Okay, okay. No! No, maybe we shouldn't. Okay, Eric, what's the plan? <laughs> we need to find anything of use for us. If we go inside there, I don't know if, I mean, look, even our clothes are not entirely fitting. Yeah, I'm with Eric. We should try to information gather and maybe check out these other side rooms before we, you know, dive in head first here. Well, we have one, two, three, four people. We have four doors. Who wants to take what door? Oh, we actually have five people. Oh, sorry, Yazzie. <laughs> or shall I say, Yazza. 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 All right. We can send Yez to scout somewhere pretty safely ahead of us. So, yeah, we can, I mean, I don't know if splitting up is the best idea. We can totally do that. Uh, or we can send Yez to scout ahead into different rooms. Oh, Yez always gets to do the fun part. I mean, you can burst in anywhere you want, Sassley. <laughs> 
I think yes should go to the one where the big trouble is happening right now, where everyone is in. <laughs> Salamander shakes its head no. <laughs> I'd rather not to split up, if I'm honest. Can we maybe just all together check the rooms? Yeah, so which, what direction do you want to go? What rooms do you want to check out? The closest, I would suggest, right now. Sassy's like, I feel like the closest is the crowded room. <laughs> that is the closest room. <laughs> Guys, yeah, let's go clockwise. We start on the left. So you start on the left, you head to the back left room. Mildred sets the salamander down, and Yez goes to crawl off in this direction. Returns shortly back and shakes its head. No, 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 no. Don't go that way. No, 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 no. Hands like this. No, no, no. Go, no, no, go, <laughs> Oh, no. cute little salamander. No, no, no. <laughs> With the hands. Like, no, no. You no go there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tazli's intrigued. <laughs> why, why not? Why not? What's happening? All those dolls. What is happening? What is happening? You can look kind of into this doorway. This is actually an open one. And you see that this used to be uh, a facility full of showers. It's clear that people, like, actually lived in this laboratory. And uh, this was, like, a communal shower area. And it's overrun with vines. For some reason, in this area, there's just like crazy vines growing out of the walls and the ground. I get it. You don't want us to pop in and people in a shower. That is unpleasant. I get that. Well, then maybe try the next one. Funny. It reminded me of the Urbaum. Okay. You walk to the next door, which is all the way to the, to the left side of the room. And Yez goes ahead of you, comes back, shrugs. Seems fine. I have a question, everyone. So we should not go in there when there is some kind of dangerous stuff happening. But when he comes out and he says nothing is happening, why even going in there? What are we looking for? I'm very confused. Well, we can, you know, go in and try an investigation. Yeah? Or? That's no or. I'm into the investigation. Oh, all right. Let's go, Eric. You go first. You investigate that room. We are right behind you. So, Eric, they shove you into the room and you enter, and it's a black and white tiled kitchen. It's a big kitchen. This is a very large kitchen, multiple stoves, able to make food for a lot of people. You see that the room opens up in the back to a large dining area. In that dining area, the back half is also a library, and there's some, there's some shelving just for like nicks and knacks and bobs, you see boxes and, and implements, like maybe a couple board games. You know, this was a hangout area for whoever used to work here. Uh, there are no cultists in this room. Okay, so no spooky cultists to see, but there is kind of resting area. He's going to relay the information to the others in that case. So you investigated, nothing happened, nothing hidden. I mean, I can try to investigate, roll. I don't think I'm going to find anything specific. Oh, I thought that was why you went in. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, may I roll? Yes, roll investigation. I have a fabulous three. A three. Well, you don't find anything. <laughs> nope, didn't find anything. Mm. Gotcha. Clean room. Next one. And then while everyone is heading out, just two quick questions. Is the kitchen still in use? Does it look like it's still used? Looks like people have been using it. Cecily or oh, Nadine, do you know if Cecily has any Nutella on her? Yeah, there must be some Nutella left. I never used it after I took it. Okay, good. Because maybe this could be some useful boost on Cecily. Aw, <laughs> that's cute. 
No, nice. I think she still has something left. Um, Jasper, since you checked the kitchen, also roll investigation. Ooh, nose plea. <laughs> A 12. A 12. You look along the top of the shelf and you recognize some peppers that you see from Mildred's textbook. Practitioner's peppers. You're pretty sure that you could put those in a vial and use them for something later. You can add it to your inventory. And I will, I will silently, and, and looking, looking a bit proud towards Miss Mulberry while adding it. You're like munching on them. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, wait, that, those are magic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we can move on. Okay, you come to the next door on the left side of the main entryway. There's actually a door here that's like shut. Yes. Luckily, as a salamander, can slip under doors. We've established that before. I won't change that for these purposes. Slips under, comes back. He holds up a finger. One. There's one cultist in that room. Can we try to um, look through the door hole or the keyhole? Yes, sure. You know what? Why not? You look through the keyhole. It seems like... This is a boiler room, like maybe from what you can see, it's like that kind of utility metal where you're like, oh, what is this, an AC duct uh, or a, what is it, a boiler room, something like that. But there is a purplish light. Mm. No, guys, we shouldn't go in there. What, what, what did you see? Let me, let me look as well. Have a look. Purplish light. Yes. Uh-oh. Okay, let's keep that in mind. Uh-huh. Check out the other doors and then figure out which one we go through. Sounds good. Uh, okay, you've checked out half the doors. Everybody roll a sneak roll. Dear. You are walking around the headquarters of the Unheights Island, so... <laughs> 11. 13. 14. As a, as a group collectively, that's a success. So... Ooh! <laughs> Not too many low rolls there. Uh, but close. But it was like on the edge. On the edge of a success. But still a success. So you've managed to keep your voices down while you've discussed and you haven't made too much noise and... Whoever else is in this building with you is staying busy. So I'm assuming you skip the main hallway and move on to the other rooms. You allow Yez to walk ahead of you into this next room. Even though it's open, you can see inside of it. There's a few bed rolls in here. This looks like a small sleeping chamber. Can I roll investigation? Yes. Um, well, it's a two. <laughs> I don't see. I don't think I see a lot. Oh my god, are these sheets Egyptian silk? Wow. Ooh. Oh, they look, look like Egyptians. Like Egyptians. Comfortable. I cannot say the word. <laughs> Egyptian <laughs> sheets. Egyptian sheets. Oh, oh, is that a problem? My mom used to have them for our like guest rooms and I was never able to sleep in them, but they're supposed to be very nice. She says that while she's going to the next door. <laughs> you go to the next door and you do hear some low talking before you get to the open door here so the door is open but it's clear there are people in here stop stop everyone Salomon just scuttles off and comes back holds up two little fingers did you see some purple purple smoke or some purple energy as well shakes his head no we saw all of them right you're missing one there's one behind you. Yeah, this is actually really easy. You walk into this room and you see it's got lab equipment in it. It's like open. There's clearly nobody in there. Uh, some red crystals glowing, beakers, test tubes. This is like a small station for preparing 
solutions or chemicals, you know, Bunsen burners on the table, like a very basic, smaller science lab, probably not the main one, but the, a, a smaller one. Would I be able to roll for investigation, like to figure out what they do there? Mm -hmm. uh, yes. 15. 15. This room does not look like it's being used by the current inhabitants of this building. Uh, you see, you know, dust on the tabletops. Okay, they're not using this. Maybe they're not really using this building for science. So then why are they here? There must be some reason. We didn't see any vines anywhere else, right? There's a few vines, but most of them are overgrown towards the back. You saw some when you entered more, and like in this hallway where you entered. So it looks like vines have a harder time entering the building that is like constructed out of metal and material, and an easier time coming in through the rock of the cliff face. So if they don't use this place to do any science here... What, what are they doing? What, what is this? What is this place? Maybe mostly using as a hideout. Isn't this the place where you saw this old wizard? He must be somewhere. You know what? Huh? You, you say that, and Sassley, that place where you saw the vines, that looked like the most familiar place to you. If somebody was killed, they were probably killed back there in that direction. Guys, I think we should go back to the room with the vines. I think that's where, where the man was tortured. Okay. But, but, but yes, yes, told us that we shouldn't go in there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's why he shook his head so much. Right. <gasps> but maybe they, maybe they torture someone right now. Maybe we need to help someone. Yezedva leaps off of Mildred's hand and <laughs> becomes a... Uh, a you-sized level not his height but you-sized and he says hey guys um oh welcome back to the party me haha <laughs> uh you should absolutely not go there uh there are several dangerous creatures in that area i did see a corpse of somebody and uh as i traveled back further i saw crampine that they are keeping back there as a uh creature master he has some knowledge further of creatures than, than you three might. Um, Crampine are as tall as me in my regular form. Um, they look like absolute devils. They carry shadow weapons, uh, absolute warriors. They live in the shadow realm. They're the main inhabitants of the shadow realm and the ancient enemies of creatures like Mausoline. Fully out of our league dangerous creatures i would not go back there i uh, just want to tell you that i think it's a bad idea thank you very much highly appreciated uh, yeah no problem I, I think they even had a mara with them which is one of their skeletal shadow horses that they use yezi which room do you think is the the best to enter you've been in all of these rooms and you know exactly what's the most dangerous room the only one that I haven't been in is uh, this one that's across from us here, uh, which we're staying out of sight from and speaking very quietly around. Um, but I would say the rooms with people in them are rooms where they're hiding something. Um, the room that had one guy in it, there's a purplish crystal in there. Sassley, you remember something from a vision, a purple crystal hanging from the ceiling in the first vision that you had. That was 
That was the room where, where Dante's father talked to him. Well, uh, there's definitely this to check out. I mean, we could go there later, but I, I have a feeling that if there's anything important, it's probably in one of the rooms with one of the Einheitserren in there. But um, look, w w there's five of us. We can probably take one or two guys pretty easily. Uh, we just need to make sure that we take them out before they have a chance to yell for help. Yep. Okay, so how about the room with the two cultists? I'm very curious about the room with the purple crystal. Okay. How about we knock that one out first, and then we get to the other two? Yes. Okay, crystal room first. How do you do this? Do you want to do you just open the door and walk in? The, uh, the guy's just sitting on a chair in there. I think he's probably guarding this crystal, but I don't think he expects any company. But my question is, if this crystal is so important and he is guarding it, he must be either a very strong guard or they're very stupid to just leave one person there. Or they are just not expecting that something happens because if something happened, the two at the door would have rung the bell. Yes, I mean, we, we still, like, we, we tricked the first guards outside. Yeah, I have, to, I have to agree with that assessment. Sounds plausible. Wow, there's so many of us in here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are still, we are still quiet. <laughs> so I'm not good at keeping track of this many NPCs. <laughs> I mean, we could, you know, just simply try to sneak in. I mean, you have to open the door. Yeah, sure, there's, yeah. There's no sneaking. You will open the door. I'm just asking basically who enters first and what do you do? <laughs> we need something that... Yuzadva goes, I can take him, and opens the door. Zalbashlan! <laughs> you just see him. You hear, ah! <laughs> you guys do get a surprise round on this gentleman who was not expecting you. He'll... Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you see that Yuzerva does hit this cultist. The second he ran in and did this, Sassy ran right after him and also did a Zauberschlag right after him. Okay, roll Zauberschlag. Three. That's gonna be a failure, Sassy. She slipped. Good. <laughs> this, this spell doesn't quite get off. Yeah, but you run in really confidently. Um, I would like to cast Lead Your Need on him. Actually. Yeah, roll for it. Nat 20. A nat 20? Yeah. All right. Well, you do see that this gentleman starts hearing his favorite song. I, I don't know why I always have come up with the songs, because you can't yeah. hear them. <laughs> you, you, Eric, can feel that Africa by Toto starts to play in this gentleman's mind. <laughs> but it doesn't have quite the effect that you had wanted. He seems hyped up. Th this maybe was not the appropriate spell for this situation. Well, I was hoping for another thing in the next round, but... Okay, fair enough. He has a level of influence magic on him. That much happens, for sure. He is susceptible to suggestion more than he would have been. Being He would have been zero. Yep. <laughs> but you do cast a spell. It is successful. Jasper? It's so unfortunate that Jasper never heard Dante's voice. Yeah, very unfortunate. Yeah, I know. I'm I know. always I, thinking about it. I was like, him. I wonder how I can, like, try to pretend <laughs> All that the I, time. he actually talks. I... He never heard Dante's voice. I originally thought about something else, but yeah. Um, that's one way to do it right now. Is there any way to um, lock the door behind us? You can pull the door shut, but there's not a lock on it. Is there not even, like, if I could, would try to use Holzformer? You know, to create like a kind of a plank, 
you know, you... I would allow that, but you'll have to give up your wand to use it to block the door. You can still physically attack this guy if you want to. Yeah, because my, my biggest problem now, I don't know how much constitution he has. Probably three, probably, or maybe two. That would be the average. And I just really want to try to get him from getting out as best as possible. But I would try it Zauberschlag first. Okay. Uh, with my free action, can I still shut the door? I'll allow it. Yep, shut the door. Did I make sure that Mildred got in too? Everyone's in. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's actually not a big room at all, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it is actually a small boiler room. And I will say that as you enter the room, what you see is in the center on top of what the, like this, this heating mechanism, there is suspended a purple fist-sized crystal, and it's in some kind of metal casing. It looks very familiar to you, Sassley. But this isn't the room that you remember from your vision, but that crystal looks very similar to the one that you saw. All right, guys. Zauberschlag it is. And oh, it's a net 20. Whoa. Net 20. Yes, you take him out. Take him out. No defense roll. He's hit. Uh, he will roll to see if he loses. You see, he, he takes his wand. This guy is apparently pretty good at magic because he just deflected two Zalbashlogs in a row. That is unfortunate. So maybe they're not that stupid. Maybe this guy's just good at magic. But there are five of you. Mildred takes a vial from her pocket and goes, I can only make one of these a week, but uh, here we go. And just gonna do a... He's rolling so good. She throws this extremely toxic poison at this guy, and it splashes against the back wall as he leaps out of the way. She rolled a six, he rolled a 16 to get out of the way. But if you can push him into this, he'll have the poison condition at the high, higher level that uh, her special potion does. Uh, so that was that's what she, she tried to do. <laughs> ah, shoot. This guy is going to try to get out of this room. He's running past everybody. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to take a spryness roll to get... There's five of you. Eh, it's not easy for him to get out, but he knows, he knows he will be eventually overwhelmed. And you did not notice a ladder leading up to a series of vents that seem to lead into the main chamber. And... He begins to climb this ladder and gets up into the vents. But I'm still going to make him roll a spryness roll. Not great. This is such a crowded situation. All three of you roll spryness rolls. Eight. 17. 18. He rolled a 12. I'm taking the average of your rolls. 14.3. Good job. Okay, he only rolled a 12. So I'll say he only gets half of his movement this turn because of that. But uh, that's just his movement. He'll still turn around and... There's uh, <laughs> five of you. I mean, what is he going to do to five of you? He... I'm going to roll a d6 to see who he does this to. He uh, looks at Eric. Oh, great. And you hear him say a spell that you've never even heard of before. Incum sinkum. <laughs> a beam of dark energy shoots from his wand and begins to cover your eyes. Roll potency, no, roll deafness, uh, no, roll potency. Okay, 
My first time using my uh, Shadow Mage stat block. Yay! Yay! Uh, I get a 13. You get a 13? Mm -hmm. Nope, not good enough. You're blinded. Uh, that much I thought. Wait, is, is my time to say, oh no, my eyes! <laughs> <laughs> so this is the dark inverse of Lictus Pictus. And instead of light blinding you, you have this dark cloud around your head. To y'all, it looks like, like his head has been replaced by this dark ball of blackness. Uh, but that's y'all's turn again. Uh, it starts with Yazedva, who mm, does not grow large because there's too many of you in here. But he looks up at the guy and he says, Bethendrachen! Uh-oh. Uh, since this guy's above you all, no one's, no one else is in the line of fire here. Woo, okay. Ice dragon breath comes out. And you see this guy freezes over. He has a condition now from this uh, dragon breath that will be Sassel's turn. Is he like frozen now? He has a spirit freeze condition, but yes, he's frozen. He's very cold. Can I try to get his wand? You just want to try to grab it? Yes. So you have to use your movement to get up the staircase, but since you're mm -hmm. surrounded by allies, I'll say you don't have to roll for it. Mm -hmm. um, it's just going to be opposed spryness rolls. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I might trip. What's your spryness roll? It's an it's a critical fail. A one. Well, I'll still roll mm. for him. No. <laughs> Tessie's like jumping up. She's like, yeah, boop, boop, falling over. I thought you guys that cloak was too big. <laughs> That's going to be your uh, your action, Sassily. Eric? I think it's me. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm blinded. I don't see a lot. No. No, you kind of know where he is because he is still in the position that he was in when he cast the spell. You were looking at him. So for spell casting, this will not affect you. But for ability rolls, you have minus two. Yeah. It's now easier to suggest things towards him, isn't it? It's not exactly easy, but it's easier. It is easier. Do I like my influence points? Not for this day, I, I'm, I suppose. <sighs> I would like to spend a lot of influence points. Let's, let's call it six. Six influence points, okay. What do you say to this man, or do? Come back down. Okay. You see this gives him pause, but he still seems too unsure. Six was not enough influence points in this situation. Okay. This is a full-scale war. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But maybe for the first time, well, you don't see this. You're blinded. Yeah, I don't see But for the first time, the others of you see that he clocks Sassily, Pixie Elf. You guys are in dark robes. He has a moment of hesitation. Did I get something wrong? But then he sees Erdva who opened the door and cast Salvage and it's like, uh, man, I don't. I, the, the easiest thing, the thing that makes the most sense to do would be to go report this to my superiors. Lucas, it's your turn, right? Yes. Maybe you can also talk to him and be like, how dare you do this in front of her descendants? Yeah, yeah. I have five left, but as Michael just said, I think the most irritating part is that we started attacking him and not the other way around. But you can talk to him. If you use influence points, you can be like, um, we heard there was an intruder here. We we got the lead that it's in here, so we started attacking. Of course, it's a mistake, but how dare you attack a descendant's off? Something like that. He does have a spell cast on him. To you know, you you know what lead you need does. You know what's going on here. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Jasper just steps between both sides, 
um, if possible, from the arrangement. And then he's like, I would say to tell you what it's supposed to be like, an intimidating negotiation. Okay. You know, so I'm trying to sort things out, but in a very, very straightforward way. So he's like, <coughs> so guys, what's going on here? You over there, you must be the intruder that we're looking for, that, that our boss who is here, the pixie elf from Pixador, is supposed to pick up, capture. Or are you not? And Sassley raises her hand and she makes a fist. <laughs> How many influence points do you spend, Jasper? I really don't want to spend two less, but can I say four? Four? Four from my five left. It was six from Eric? Yep. Yes. Four from you. He stops in his tracks and for the first time really takes you all in. There was a reason why Yazadva was trying to stay in salamander form. He didn't get a cloak. He looks like a citizen. And he doesn't even look like a powerful half-giant. He looks like a little dude. So he seems very out of place. And you see his eyes stop there. But he takes Sassley in. Ooh, Pixie Elf. They mentioned Dante. Um, what? I didn't hear anything about an intruder. No one told me that we were looking for one. Who is this man and why did he attack me? Ah, uh, you see? We are not stupid. You know, we try to disguise ourselves in, like, Shimmerheim all the time, so we just influence this guy to, you know, be one of our minions, so to say. You're telling me this guy is glammed? Sure. You don't believe me? And then he's, like, <laughs> trying to look like, <laughs> uh, like Miss Mulberry did. Everyone's going to get you back for this so bad later. <laughs> I, I can take it. And Sassley is, like, super amused, turning around and super interested in what's going to happen. In this moment, you see that Yuzadva bows and says, As you wish, master. <laughs> and, <laughs> and just by taps, taps on his head, on his back of his head, It's fine, Yezi, it's fine. But what about you? And then he turns back to the cultist. The guy says, Hold on, I don't know if I believe you. Cast Salbeschlag on yourself if you're so glammed. <laughs> Yuzadva takes a slow <laughs> look at you, Jasper, and says, Yes. Master and <laughs> <laughs> takes his wand shaking in his hand. <laughs> but stop, stop, Jasper is like Sassy puts her arms up and she's like, Enough. This is enough. We don't have time for this. Uh, um, of course. You get the feeling, Sassley, it's as if all the humans who refer to you, they don't know how to respond to you. They know that you have status, but it's clearly not like, yes, general. It's more like Oh, this person has status, but I don't know how I relate to them. There's some distance there. Uh, I, if Dante says that there's an intruder, then of course I'll stay on high alert. Um, can I do something for you? As he looks at the five of you. Yes, you can. First of all, tell us what you're guarding here. We need to, to get acquainted with the whole situation. And Cecily looks at him. She's like... Stepping on his toe. Which we know, but we need you to. What this incompetent human wants to say is, what is the daily report? Yes, what is the daily report? About this. Thank you. He nods. Yes, uh, everything here is in tip-top shape. Uh, portal is uh, opened currently, and uh, we're not having any issues. Leslie looks to the, the others. Portal. <laughs> she looks continue 
<laughs> and uh, everything seems to be going well. Uh, in very shortly, we will be taking in the next crampine, uh with the sending ritual, and uh, matters will will continue from there as planned. And he looks at you like, like, right? You know. Tasley gracefully gives a thumb up. <laughs> How many crampines did we send already? We currently have four, and the fifth will cross today. Right, right. Cecily turns around, and she's like, Oh my gosh, help! (laughs) (laughs) She turns around. That's why all the crystals are red all the time. Didn't get it then. My suspicion is that if they're going to get the fifth over today, that they're creatures from the Shadow Realm. There's a lot of deafness going on here. The passing of those creatures is what causes all the crystals in the town to go red. So they they get them? They open a door and allow them to cross. From where to where? Into our world. That's what I expect, at least in the moment. Eric. Mm-hmm. While all this has been going on, I have a question for you. Yeah. The bow of a violin is quite large. Yeah. Right now, you are holding your wand out in front of you, aren't you? Yeah, I cast a spell not long time ago. I don't know if I notice anything because I'm still blind. Well, that's why I bring this up. This mage realizes that you still have this spell up and dispels it. Eric, you see this very clearly because you are holding the bow of your wand in your hand. The gem is glowing and your whole bow of your wand is starting to glow with an amber light wait a moment where is my note while he's searching his notes so we still have to figure out a way how to deal with him right i mean we can keep him busy but (laughs) you guys might need to knock this guy out But he just succeeded every... He rolled like a monster. He rolled so well. Yeah, we need to knock him out from behind. For the magical connection between things. Right. You were told at one point that Amber allows people to see or to track the magical connections between things. If enough magic power is applied to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well... There's a big glowing purple crystal in this room, and you see that your wand is glowing. Okay, that crystal is connected to something. Heck. Ah, now I'm getting paranoid. Could that crystal be the power source for anything? That's the reason why it's guarded. Right. So this guy, when you asked for a report from him, he reported on the portal. The portal is running smoothly. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, it's, yeah, I got, okay, that that thing is to power up the portal so they can, yeah. You see it's in kind of a bronze casing, but it's not like, it is suspended by a hook in this casing, but it's not like attached to anything. Oh, we can take it with us. If we're going to take that with us, we have to knock him out. I would like to knock him out anyway. Did you say that out loud? You said that in character. No, no, no. Just, <laughs> I, I I'm just anyway. I'm just slightly <laughs> panicked in the moment. <laughs> just to talk. I was just making fun of Nadine. <laughs> Is it because Cecily is probably taking a lot of focus for this guy? Like he's probably most focused on her, I assume? Certainly. 
what I've just described with Eric, he's noticed that while you and Sassley are having this interaction with this guy. Does it seem possible for Jasper to, whilst Sassley and him are talking, uh, walk around him? He has not yet climbed down, but you see that he's kind of standing at attention at the top of this ladder. Like he's like hanging from the ladder a little bit. He's almost at this vent that leads into the main room, you're pretty sure. Like that would make sense from what you know of the schematics right now. He's like, you know, perched up at the top, but you couldn't walk around him yet. Well, let's do let's do a quite non-magical and stupid thing. Jasper is getting closer to the ladder and wants to surprise attack him and just, you know, um, pull on the ladder and make the ladder fall down with him on it because he's quite up. It's a steel ladder that is like welded mm -hmm. into the side of the... Uh, that is unfortunate again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you could pull on his leg and try to pull him down. Can I? Sure. It's just going to be a contested spryness, uh, a contested physical attack roll. Okay. Oh, you already rolled. Oh, please. You can do it. Well, it's an 18 minus one. Well, that's still going to be the 12. Yes. 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 So he, he goes, as you bring him down the ladder, and I'm going to say that's a successful physical attack. So he's going to roll. Uh, yeah, and that is a failure. He hits the bottom of the floor, and you see him clearly lose a constitution. Everybody else rolled bookishness <laughs> back yeah. into battle. Sure. Back into battle, yeah. I mean. 15. 15 as well. Mildred goes first. Mildred's going to try to grab him and shove him into the poison that she wasted earlier. So she also rolls spryness against him. Wasted, that's such a hard word. But now she rolls a 19. Oofta. You see she, Mildred, ah, and she slides him across the floor. <laughs> His head like slams into the opposite wall where it touches this poison. He gets the poison condition. So if it comes back to his turn, he'll have this super high poison roll. That will be, who has higher bookishness, Sassley or Eric? You roll the same thing. Uh, bookishness, I've got minus one. You have the same. You pick, who goes first? Uh, Sassley first, she is small and quicker by that. I want to know what's going on in the big room. And I want to ask him, or I can cast Defenses Verständnis on him. Yeah, we're loving that spell. <laughs> I will try that. Okay. Tell me beforehand, what specific information do you want? Because maybe that can help you. Otherwise, you're going to get whatever he's thinking in this moment, which is probably something like, ow, oh, screw it, no, ah. Betrayal. Betrayal. Do I want to search for what is happening in the big room right now, or do I want to what is happening with the people? You want to know mm. about the big room and the mm -hmm. other room, what's happening in these rooms. Okay, roll defenseless for standards. I did roll a 14. 14. I am going to actually roll a defense roll for him. Uh, and he didn't do great. He, he, he got an eight uh, bookishness. But she hides it. You couldn't see, but uh, <laughs> Nadine showed herself clearly keeping the wand in her sleeve, in the opposite sleeve. Mm -hmm. uh, so kind of pointing with the opposite elbow at this guy, um, who definitely knows that y'all are no, no good anymore anyway. But you will defenseless for Stennis and read this guy's mind to try and... And once again, you send your consciousness into yours, but you're not quite as precise as you were last time. Uh, you just kind of 
barrel in with your consciousness into his consciousness. What's going on in the room? What's going on in the room? This is pretty surface level for him. That's his job is to guard this thing, you know? So you see in the big room, there is going to be some kind of ritual. That's what they're doing right now is preparing for it. It's a nightly ritual. They're going to send a crampine over. And that's what's happening in that room right now. In the other room, there are going to be, you already know from Yazerdva, there's two Einheitserin in that room. And you get the feeling that this is kind of a study area. And like those, those two are actually just kind of hanging out there. But there is a study for the person who used to own this lab. Whoever used to be in charge of this lab, that's their area. You get the feeling of like maybe important documents in that area. So that's that. But let's continue with the battle order. Yeah, yeah. It's Eric's turn. Yeah, let's go for Zauberschlag. Boom, Zauberschlag. Roll it, baby. Quick and simple. He's rolling as badly as, as he was rolling good earlier now. That's a 15. Okay, yeah, he fails. You manage to hit him. He fails his <laughs> next constitution roll. You just see... He rolled so bad on his bookishness. It's now... It's Yazerva's uh, turn now. Yazerva's like, I really want to roast this guy. Breath and Drachen! And he tries to hit him again. Burn. Burn. Same roll as last time. Another thing of ice, and he's like... Why does this never work when I when I really want to show off? Like I'm just trying, you know, I'm just trying to like put on a good face for for Mildred and the kids, and you know, now I look like I can't cast a spell. It's just always ice. But actually, you know, I have a lot of skills. You know, I can get this stuff. So you do in this moment, you see uh, another cone of cold comes out of his wand. <laughs> this guy's like, <laughs> he already had that condition, which actually I will tell you now is a really good condition for him to have because it stops it. it weakens by a great amount his main attack spell, which he has not had the chance to use. It is now his turn, but he's poisoned. <laughs> Come on. He actually succeeds. I'm just glad we didn't go that we didn't go into the room with the two people. Yeah. I mean, we're five people and we're like doctoring on this one dude. <laughs> like <laughs> Only because he rolled so well on his first time, but you're now crushing him. He does succeed his poison roll and he's like Ah, ah, help, 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 help. Um, but his voice just echoes in this chamber. Uh, you don't assume that anyone's going to be able to hear that. Good, very good. He also doesn't have, he's not getting a good breath in. He tries to get up and run for the door. Uh, he's going to make an attack roll. He says, Schattenschlag. Uh, that's a good roll. Jasper, roll potent, uh, uh, roll deafness. No, roll spryness. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two minus one. Uh, he rolled a 19. Oof. So what you see is this dark ball of energy slowly emits from his wand and then with incredible speed curving and bending around everybody to get to you. It's like a heat seeking missile and it knocks you off your feet. Roll a constitution roll. <laughs> it's uh, 17. Okay, you succeed, but mark that you have one hit already. Your, your next one will have to be a 13 or higher. That's as much as this guy can do. He is at the door. He's starting to open it, but uh, we loop back around to... Who went first? Uh, to, to Jasper. I'm, I'm quite close to him, am I? Yeah, it's not a big room. Zauberschlag, Zauberschlag. Yeah, yeah. Also, anything to do a constitution roll for him. <laughs> Zauberschlag! 13. Jumps out of the way. 
Uh, that's gonna be Mildred's turn. Yeah, she says, establish log, boom. Yeah, rolls a 19. He fails. He fails again. Uh, Mildred, establish log. And uh, you see this guy is rocketed into the wall on the opposite side as he opens the door, slams into it, and tumbles to the ground, knocked out. Is he done, guys? Is he done? I guess he's knocked out. I think he's done. I mean, I think we could, we could get this guy in here now. Good. So come on, everyone. Grab that crystal. Yuzedva and Mildred drag the guy's body back into the room to <laughs> put him in a corner. Sassily, you can take the crystal if you want to take it. It's like taking a deep breath, looking at the bow at his hand again, which is still glowing, I assume, in this amber light. Yep. Okay. This thing there that's connected to whatever they're doing in the main room. I guess it's the power source for the portal he was talking about. Yeah, that's exactly. I And then she started sharing what she figured out in his mind. So they're doing some kind of ritual in the main room. They're preparing it. And in the other room, in the shower room, that seems to be a place for important documents. Oh, the shower room. I, you, I, I thought you asked me about where the two Einheitserin were. Oh, I'm sorry. I wanted the shower, the information of the shower room. Um, okay, that's fine. You know what? Hey, folks, I am a magician master and I make mistakes sometimes. The shower room is where they are currently keeping all of the crampine that they are able to send over. There is that shower room leads to another dark, long corridor that leads further into the cliff. And they are beginning to keep a small horde of crampine back there. And there's space for more. What a shame we don't know what happens in the study room with the two Einheitserin guys. <gasps> <laughs> well, here's the thing, guys. I think in the study room, they probably have important <laughs> documents. But the thing is, in the shower room, they have so many crampines. And I think there's a, a lot of space to have a lot more of them. It's like they're building an army to fight against something or someone. Yes, and the fifth one is almost almost ready to come over. Exactly. So if this crystal is the power, like the foundation, so it's the power to just make this all happen, to open the portal and to get the next one out here, I think we should just grab it and take it away. Yes. Taking it, going away, sounds like a good idea. And what you, you said your, your bow is glowing. I mean, I can see that. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, it's, it's because of that one, and he taps against the ember, which is built into the whole bow construction. I think Ross Ehrenman has some of those at his pipe as well, if I remember correctly, oh, Magician Master. Wasn't that right? That is correct. Ah! Those embers there are kind of standing for the magical connection between things, so I guess if there's something that's connected to something in some way or another, magically, um, they start to glow. Which is quite interesting, uh, useful. Uh, I have to thank Jonathan for that. What do you think it's connected to? Uh, I think the crystal to the portal, uh, to the ritual they're doing in the main room. And that's why it glows, I see. All right, I take the crystal. Sasley <laughs> grabs for the crystal. Yeah, it's just, it's just suspended on a hook and you're able to take it and fit it into the pocket of your cloak. It can't, wouldn't go in a vial, but... You have to kind of carry it free. Hold on, hold on. I it, put it on the other side, not where the barley salt corn are. There you go. <laughs> um, 
I do think we saw a lot, and if we don't want to be part of that ritual, I think we should just call it a day. To be honest, I'm on that side. We already have something big. I don't want to push our possibilities any further. And that one guy was already quite tough. I actually don't know if there's, like, is there a point of return right now? Well, there's always that door. But we just took the crystal, maybe. If they are still doing the ritual, then maybe the crumpine is coming out of your pocket. Well, the two guards said, let, let them deal with them. And I don't know if they meant the crumpine or other wizards. I don't know. I don't want to deal with any one of these. Even though I can take them all, I can take them all. But I think I just need a nap. That, that's the moment where like Eric turns to Mildred a bit more and to Isetver, who are a little bit more advanced in magic overall. Um, if that crystal is connected to the ritual they're doing back there, is it enough to just carry it away to stop it from working? Well, uh, from the way that the crystals are responding and everything, my professional opinion as a, as a potions master and, and Mildred nods her head and go on, go on, is that when this crystal leaves this place, it's going to disrupt whatever they're doing. And they will immediately know that someone was here. So I am all for taking this crystal. But if there's more information to be gained in this building, we should get it before we leave because that is our point of no return. Yes, because just saying to the player right now, we do know what uh, what's in the study room now because of that little miscommunication. So guys, how about we just check out the study room because maybe there are some documents we could use. Maybe if it's only some old blueprints because, you know, that guy just wanted to use a vent to get somewhere else. Maybe, maybe this whole thing is connected. We are vents. So you suggest that we go into that room fight two of these that we had already problem fighting one of these after we are super exhausted and we have the crystal in our pocket well i'm i'm for it yes maybe we don't have to fight them if we don't burst into the door firing off a spell use the adverse smiles <laughs> smiles with <laughs> all teeth yeah yeah violence is not an answer that's what my mom used to say the the cultist we just uh, beat down he has a rope. He doesn't need any more, right? Take it. And Izerdva doesn't have one. That's right. Yeah, you leave this guy in his underwear, and now Izerdva is the only one of you who has a proper Einheitseren robe. Yes! <laughs> so that's when our campaign went into a Hitman episode. Yes, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truly. Hitman. Good. So I think Yes, he's ready to go. Since you guys suggested it, I leave you to the talking. Okay, so you can make your way out of this. Uh, Sassley has the crystal on her. And you know that this chamber here is open at the end and that there's two guys that are just kind of like hanging out in there. Well, when they're just hanging out, we can pretend like we are hanging out as well. <laughs> so you guys just want to walk in and be like, hey guys, what's going on? Is that the, the plan? Is it? <laughs> it's like, dum dee dum dee dum <laughs> Okay, so how about our Yezi here? can still turn us into little animals so maybe some of us and the others can you know keep uh, looking in the main hall and then we can join him towards this kind of little adventure into the study hall so you want him to try to turn all of you into animals well most of us if possible or some of us uh you get one for free 
Any volunteers? You know, I have to mention now, Jasper feels quite confident in this new environment in some way. You probably noticed. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jasper, it's actually, Jasper, roll potency and do it with advantage this time. Oh, is it a one or a three? We will see. The first one was a 19 plus two. I'd like to stick with that. 21. Jasper, you have never felt anything so strongly before as you know that you need to go to this study. That study is the place to be. Well, guys, no further questions. Let's do it. Yezzy, can you turn me into an animal? Yeah, no problem. Uh, uh, bundle. And he turns you into a hedgehog? Uh, yeah, let's go for a hedgehog because we know Jasper as a hedgehog. Turns you into a hedgehog, puts you into his front pocket. Can, can Jasper, like, try to look out and he's, like, really, you know, he's really curious? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do the other two of you also want to try to get turned into animals? Sure. Yeah, why not? Animal episode. Whoop, whoop. Uh, that's a success. Sassly? <laughs> Bunny? Can he also do a turtle? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? Sassly into a turtle with pink hair. Yeah. With, like, a ponytail. <laughs> um... Oh no. The juice ran out. Sorry, Eric and Mildred. No animals for you. Fine, I had my squirrel time. <laughs> True. Yezeva has in one pocket a turtle, in the other pocket a hedgehog. And then there's Mildred and Eric. Mildred says, I can like wait in this other room across the hall and keep an eye out in case anybody else comes and kind of stand guard. So she does that. So it looks like it's just. Eric and Yuzedva walking into the room now. Yeah. Uh, and Yuzedva goes, all right, you ready? Uh, I think as ready as ever can be, so no, but yes. Okay. And Yuzedva walks in, and uh, there's just two behind heights there, and he's like, hello there. Uh, don't mind us. We're just using the... He looks back, sees a bathroom. Bathroom. And tries to walk straight through. Um, I'm going to have these two roll an uh, investigation check. One of them says... Wait, who, who are you guys? What, do you know them? The other one's like, uh, I, I, uh, what? I, I don't know. Ah, uh, still got two influence points left. I may need them. Uh, we shall see. Um, you, you, might, you might need them right now. <laughs> yeah, I might need them right now. Well, uh, I'm not too confused about that because I just joined the whole ordeal uh, a little while back, followed uh, him after I had a conversation and points to Izertva. Oh, you're not, you're not initiated yet? I guess not. And they look at each other and they're like, <laughs> oh, man. You are in for a rough time. Yeah, man, I feel for you. And they both look at you, Zedva. And they're like, what about you? Are you really initiated? And you see one lifts up his shirt and he's like covered in bear fur on his body. And the other one noticeably has a horn coming out of his forehead. And Sasley looks over to, to Jasper in the other yes. pocket. And she's like, yes! she's like making big eyes. And she's like gesturing at them to show like animals. They're all animals. <laughs> I mean, so we, everyone's put this together. So I'm going to say Yazadva has as well. And he's like, oh, I'm initiated. Uh, and oh yes! So good see, that it's Yezadva. You yeah. You see, his tongue comes out as the weird, goopy salamander tongue. 
And they're like, gross, amazing. Wendy is that for sees like a little hedgehog from the pocket looking up at him and doing like a thumbs up. <laughs> um, Eric, mark off your last two. Yeah. Piece. <laughs> that was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you say the right thing to the right people and it's, it's like that. All of you, except for Mildred, who's standing in a different room, walk towards the back study. You enter a room. I should mention, this room is richly carpeted, fireplace, golden light comes for the walls here. It looks totally different than there. Like, this is a nice place. This is a nice hangout. There's a potted plant in the corner. This is like a refined place to sit and drink a scotch. You uh, come to a little chamber behind this room, and there is a bathroom to one side, and in the other side, there is this small writing desk. It's just a plain wood desk, and Jasper, you know where to look. You know which drawers to open. You don't know what's there, but you, you know where to go. But you're a hedgehog right now. You can exit anytime you want. You can become human again. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'd rather leave his pocket before I... Yeah, okay. So you hop to the ground and become a, a human again. And there's like a second drawer down that you, you know you need to look in this. <laughs> I don't know what to say to sound cool. Um, well, what do we have here? <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> you, you open the drawer and you take out a small book. How to be a witty wizard too. How to be a witty wizard, the sequel. <laughs> you take out a small book, leather bound, simple brown leather, and you open it up to the front page. And it says the notes of Skevius Macrevious. Mm. And then Jasper turns around to them, holding up the book. Guys, I think that's something that we really need right now. Yeah, I know, it's very overwhelming. Jasper <laughs> nods. She's a turtle. She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I have a look inside? Yes. So you're flipping through. Does anybody want to roll World Lord? Or do you remember Skevius Macrevious? I don't. It, it rings a bell. I heard that. Big bell. Roll world lore, even though it might be very obvious. Actually, you look through, you don't have to roll world. You're going you're to read through his notes now. So you read through. This was a scientist. He was looking into gemstones. You can see very clearly notes on amber, tracking connection, crystal to strengthen connection, sapphire to dampen it. And there's a huge section later on about rubies. The idea, roll research, Jasper. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14, 15 plus research makes a 16. Very nice. So you don't have any problem. Uh, and I would say like you have a preternatural ability to know where to look in this book anyway. Ruby. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. You're, you kind of know it already, Jasper. You're like, yeah, right, 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 right. There are points in the material realm of high connectivity where lots of things are connected and sometimes those are places, but sometimes they're people or creatures. And with the proper magical preparation, you can actually capture a creature with a high level of connectivity inside a ruby. And this scientist was working on something like this. And you get to a drawing of something that resembles the amulet of intention, the amulet that they used on the very first day to sort people into their shields. And then you remember, Scevius Macrevius, he created the amulet of intention. 
Right. That was told to you by Agent Carter, I think. And you see here, there's a drawing. It's got schematics. And you flip through, and it's, you just read whatever he was doing. It was a success. But underneath that, he writes, but this is only the first step. Now our true work begins. And Jasper slowly looks up again. He kind of reiterates what, you know, came through his mind all the time he looked in the book and explains it roughly so that they are aware of the situation. So basically, so just as a player, basically Flip is in an amulet. Well, the whole Flip story is definitely connected to this thing here. Yeah, what you know is that rubies, like this amulet looks like a prototype of whatever this scientist was building to be able to put things inside of, to capture them inside of Ruby. Jasper, you feel a pull at something else. Roll deftness with advantage. 14. This has nothing to do with your mind ghost. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with that. Something Jaspery is pulling you to a side compartment on this desk that you never would have noticed before. There's a little latch there. It blends in with the table. You, you never would have seen it before, but you, you feel yourself drawn to that. Wait, guys, what, what is this? Wait, huh. You put your finger over it, little door opens, and inside, just about the size of a quarter, it's small. It's the size of an acorn, a sapphire. And as you hold it in your hand, you feel an immense feeling of comfort. <sighs> Guys, can we stay here? <laughs> Why should we do that? Sassley raises her turtle eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> in our universe, turtles have eyebrows. <laughs> Don't add us. <laughs> she, she has eyebrows. Oh, she has them. <laughs> Little pink eyebrows. <laughs> and then Jasper shows the sapphire. And then, you know, just because of... This, which I don't have any idea what it is actually, but it feels good. How can something feel good in a place like this? It totally doesn't make sense to your brain. Uh, it's a sapphire, yeah? Wasn't there something about a sapphire in the notes you just read? He read that sapphires can be used to dampen a connection, to weaken it. Oh, so can we actually use it on, on this, you know, purple crystal? You don't know. You don't know how that magic works. <laughs> don't, you don't have the knowledge. There is a feeling emanating from the sapphire. Maybe it's being used already. Yeah, that was my thought. Maybe you feel more comfortable because it's used right now. Just take it. Take it with you. We just we carry that all out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, one more time. This time, deftness, advantage, Jasper. I feel like I, I should know something which I don't. I'm sorry. Michael's like really trying to help us because we're like useless right now. It's as, he, <laughs> as, as Jasper is getting closer and closer and getting more into this. I don't want to use my advantage because I rolled a 20. A natural 20? Woo! I'm going to send you something privately. Apo. <laughs> it's an invitation, guys. Yeah. You can be the next in the ritual. <laughs> Become part of us now. One of us. One of us. This image pops up into your mind. You have a full map in your mind. You know exactly every room and where everything goes. And you know 
now that this passage from the room where the crystal was originally will lead you to like a, a railing that is high and above the main chamber if you want to take a peek at what's going on in the main chamber. The, the vent, right? Yeah, you could actually use the vent to do that without being super obvious. Yeah, I see it right here. Well, guys, I think there's still some more to explore. From the pocket of the turtle, you hear... <laughs> do we have a feeling of time when we're in there? Not really, but I mean, you... Let's see, it was just afternoon originally, then you went shopping, you bought cloaks, uh, it probably took a couple hours uh, for you to go back, buy that, and come back. It's like getting towards evening. You know that these lights go down when they usually do the ritual is in the evening. It's always when it's dark out. The fact that we still know that there is a ritual going on, I think we should continue, actually. What do you think? Should at least know what's going to happen there, right? Well, we can kind of picture what's happening in there. I mean, they were talking about getting more of those creatures across, so the ritual is most likely for doing that. Let me just say I'm fine if, if you want to leave, but uh, I personally don't know if this is the best idea since we already, you know, knocked someone out. I mean, if we can sneak up there and no one sees us and we can take a peek, I think we should totally do that. Yeah. So too. Even though Sasley's asleep right now. Um, so Yezedva walks to the other room in the bathroom and flushes the toilet twice and then uh, walks out of the room and says, All right, see you guys later. Yeah. Eric waves, follows. See you later. I am not a hedgehog. Is it easy for oh, me? Oh, that's to right. Go? You were not a hedgehog before. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still in, in the study. What, <laughs> what do you try to do to get past? As she now remembers, all the way is there some way around. For him to get to some place else? Yeah, well, you have the map now. Not really. <laughs> no. Maybe, Eric, you can involve the others in a talk so that Jasper can sneak. Yeah, Jasper also puts Wilbur on his head. Just, you know, casually walks. I would love to do that, but I might remind you that I am out of influence points. No, I just say just have a normal talk. He's there fine with you being there, so you'd use that for that. But, I mean, you can still talk to them. Just to distract them, not to get anything from them. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's fine. But just for your notice, if something happens where we need yeah, to yeah. bind their attention entirely on me. You know, uh, a wise woman once said, let's cross that bridge when we come to it. You can give Jasper advantage on a sneak roll, essentially. Yeah, that sounds, sounds good. Sounds good. So Jasper, go for it. 90 minus one, 20 minus one. What the hell? What's going on here, guys? I'm okay, sure. someone's on fire. <laughs> okay. I mean, Jasper, you do have that good feeling here. I mean... <laughs> I imagine Eric, like, having a question to them towards, like, the initiation because they talked about that beforehand. Mm, yeah. Okay, so what do you ask them about the initiation? Um, so, so because uh, you said I'm, I'm up for quite something, like, um, what can I expect to happen? They just look at each other and they're like, it is the roughest month of your life, my man. Uh, like, I can honestly not think of anything more terrifying than being stranded in the Shadow Realm. Uh, and you just feel like you're going to die. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But when you come out, I mean, the guy points to the horn on his forehead. Eh, pretty sweet. 
Huh? Hmm. But then I constantly have to use illusion magic to cover it up if I want to go to the grocery store. So that's kind of a drawback. And the other guy's like, yeah, yep, that is a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Since Jasper rolled a 20, he's like, you hear him like whispering from outside. Eric, Eric, I'm already here. <laughs> Jasper's already oh, yeah. out. Um, so you can all leave this room, pick Mildred up on your way, head back to the other room, and climb up to this vent if you want. Uh-huh. Staying as a turtle, Sassley? Yeah, can someone wake me up? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, you're in his address pocket, so he... Hey, hey, Turtle Sassley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do this thing. Uh, so, one by one, you can all kind of crawl up. Yazerva actually, he is the most powerful of all of you. He's the only mage. And he says, I'm going to stay down here, guys. Um, someone has to watch your backs and make sure that this guy doesn't wake up, points to the knocked out guy in the room. Um, so you guys check it out. Uh, so Turtle transfers to Mildred. Mildred has you on her shoulder, Sassley, and you make your way up, all three of you. And you find yourselves on an upper railing. It's like a graded railing. So you can kind of see through it. It's like a, like a catwalk of a theater, kind of, you know, this graded overhead walkway. And yeah, you can basically see through it. And you poke your heads over the edge. So what you see is a central chamber with old machinery and equipment that's been pushed against the walls. The chamber opens up into a large circular area where the ground is ringed with red crystals and even large crystals jutting out from the earth. In the front part of the room is roughly 10 cultists in cloaks gathered, and they're standing in kind of an unorganized semicircle under where you currently hide. It looks like the ritual's been mostly set up, but they're doing some last finishing touches, patterns in the ground, laying items out. You catch bird feathers on the face of one, scales on the hands of another, bear claws sticking out of the fingers of another. These are all initiated. Einheitseren here. Um, roll investigation for me. Everybody. Two. Fourteen. Fifteen. Sassel, you don't catch it. Eric, you see Clydewell, Pilton there from the bakery. Mm-hmm. Jasper, you see Clydewell, and that might be the guy from Dunkin' Donuts. <gasps> no way. Oh, no. You also, all of you see three pixie elves, clearly pixie elves, in Einheitseren robes. Now, standing closer to the back part of the room, the main part of the room, you see three cultists specifically. You recognize Dante from earlier. His outfit has been changed into a regal outfit now. Long robes, reds and yellows that complement these big wings that spread out from his back. His hair, red, lays against his head. You see a centaur that you recognize from earlier at the bakery, still wearing his fine robes. But the robes look different now because a massive scorpion tail 
curves from underneath these robes around his back. In front of those two, a human woman with short dark hair, same one that you saw before. She's not in a cloak. She looks like she's in civilian clothing. She has no discernible animal features. She stands in front of them in a triangle. On a raised platform on this back part of the room, on a grating, is a large, you think maybe a mirror? At least it would normally be a mirror, but in this case, you can only guess that because aside from this massive golden frame, the inside of this frame, where the mirror would be, peers into a dark area that seems completely unworldly. Some sort of wasteland with sand that shines like polished stardusts, motes of dangerous light swirl in it, and standing in the center of that portal, a massive figure. Tall, heavy, black ink robes fall to the ground around him. Belted in the middle, you think at first that the feet are heavy black boots until you realize that there are no feet. These are hooves, hard and dark as obsidian. The fingers are too long. The chest is too thick and powerful. The proportions don't make sense. An uneven, serrated bone sticks out of one of the thing's shoulders through fine clothing. Its face is white, pale white, wormy white, and lipless, but cut with a jet black beard that falls down to where its navel would be. Black curly hair falls to either side of its head, where it has hair, because atop of this creature's head are two large horns which curl backwards and wind sinuously and dangerously. And its eyes are glowing a bright, beautiful, dangerous purple. The Einheitserin are chanting as they look at him. A world without shadow is abomination. Reality is twain so what was lost is regained. A world without shadow is abomination. Reality is twain to what is lost is regained. And you see this centaur with the scorpion tail holds its arm up and everybody silent. The figure in the portal gestures forward. My generals once more gathered. <laughs> Report to me and tell me. And he points to the woman at the front. How goes our operation in Shimmerheim? Yuval Arkanal. Our magician master is Michael Moore. Sassily Mary Nature Spring is Nadine Kuhn. Jasper Casper is Lucas Fisher. Eric Miller is Sebastian Kinder. Theme song by Aaron Richard, with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Cover art by Pascal Genie. 
Ooh, a little arcanol in our Shimmerheim arc. Delicious, delicious spice for this savory, sinister soup. And what's coming next? You'll have to tune in on September 21st, that's in two weeks, to find out. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media. I would suggest checking out our Instagram, that's jk.weird.rolling, or our Facebook, that's just jkweirrolling. Check us out, stop by, and see what's going on. I hope you've enjoyed our last two episodes of Fredly Inside the Man Cave. And if you're a Patreon, you've been getting extra videos of those recordings as well. This week, I'll be adding on to Patreon some extra dialogue from today's recording that was cut, and we've got the map of the lab coming out as well. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash jkwerrolling. And today, I want to do an extra special shout-out. I would like to shout-out Jasper Slapstick and Co. Slapstick of the 20s, walking acts, and live comedy, theater, and variety shows. Our own Lucas Fisher is a genius of physical comedy and performance in the style of Charlie Chaplin and Dick and Doof. That's Laurel and Hardy for our American friends. And you can check out his services on Instagram as well at jasper.slapstick. Or send him an email at contact, that's K-O-N-T-A-K-T, at jasper-slapstick.com. He's Germany-based, my friends, but I am sure if you want to fly him out to America to get the show of a lifetime, he could be amenable after checking with his agent, manager, PR office, and etc. And that's it for me today, folks. So until next time, keep your head, brain sharp, and your wand at the ready. I knew it has something. I knew it has something to do with Georg Arkanal. No, it's I don't tr- don't trust the guy with a leather jacket or glasses who tried to be your friend and has a cold. Ah. Didn't I say that when they <laughs> came with the wolf shield that it's like a freaking cold? Did it? Called it. Didn't trust that guy.